0: Welcome to Curious City, where we hunt down answers to your questions about Chicago, the region, and its people. I'm Lauren Chulgin. This time around, we've got the best question about all the hullabaloo over honoring Jane Byrne, Chicago's first and only female mayor. Now, sure, you may have heard recent news that the city council renamed the park around the historic water tower after Byrne, the Water Tower is a survivor. My mother is a survivor. And Chicago is a survivor. But we've got a follow-up. Why did it take decades for Jane Byrne to be honored? And what does that tell us about local politics? Coming up, when politics gets personal and whether or not we're the worse for it.
2: Curious City on WBEZ is supported by Old Town School of Folk Music with new class sessions in guitar, banjo, singing, and more. Classes available for beginners, advanced, adults, and kids. More at oldtownschool.org. And support comes from the University of Chicago Graham School of Continuing Liberal and Professional Studies Editing Certificate Program. There is an online information session August thirteenth. Details are available at grahamschool.uchicago.edu.
1: Who's the? What is going to be? When? We're Where going? do I? Why is it? Going? How many? What is the?
2: What? <laughs> Hello
0: and welcome to Curious City. I'm WBEZ reporter Lauren Chulgin. So sometimes when people send us questions to investigate, their timing is impeccable. You probably know by now that at the end of July, 31 years since Byrne left office, the Chicago City Council voted to name the park around the water tower as Jane M. Byrne Plaza. But before any of this was settled, before there was a huge media-driven back and forth, and before the City Council had a chance to vote, Lifelong Chicagoan Shana Jackson asked us this question.
1: Why does Jane Byrne, our first and only female mayor, not have anything, not a street building school named after her in the city of Chicago?
0: Shana's timing was so great, in fact, that I was able to take her along to the City Council Finance Committee meeting, where they considered several proposals about Jane Byrne.
2: Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. The meeting will come to order.
0: One by one, aldermen stood up in support of Jane Byrne, some even thanking her for what she had done for Chicago.
2: She is
1: truly an icon, but she's also an inspiration to us that are women uh, to go on further than where we are today.
2: She was a take-charge mayor, wanted to make sure that everybody lived here across this city, had uh, uh, opportunities for everybody. As a member of
1: the gay community, uh, the gay community wouldn't be where it's at without Jane Byrne. You know, and her hats, and she was one crazy lady. And, uh, and we loved her for it. In a good way. We, we, exactly. The proposal
0: we passed unanimously. And, I think- and after all the excitement died down, our question asker, Shana Jackson, told me how much fun this meeting was and how nice it was to hear Alderman say so many wonderful things about Jane Byrne. And to anyone new to the city council like Shana, all this fanfare and public display of affection for Jane Byrne makes it sound like passing this proposal was a no-brainer. But as it turns out, this meeting was decades in the making. Now, even though Jane Byrne will soon have a plaque in a park with her name on it, that still doesn't answer Shana's question as to why it took so long. Now, before anything else, let's double check whether Shana's question is way off base. I mean, maybe city council has named only a few things after former mayors. And maybe it only happens long after they've passed away. To clear this up, I'd like to call in my colleague, Trisha Bobita, who's done some digging to find out which mayors had things named for them and when. Okay, Lauren,
1: I'm gonna take it from here. And while my projector warms up, I should tell you that I found at least 20 times when an official city asset, like a bridge, road, or school, was named after a Chicago mayor. Okay, I'm ready. Let's start with the most recent mayor to leave office, Mayor Richard M. Daley. He left the fifth floor office in May of 2011 and had the Richard M. Daly Branch Public Library dedicated to him just two months later. Richard M. Daly, by the way, is still alive. Example number two, Richard J. Daly. Papa Daly has a lot of things around town named for him. One example in particular is the Richard J. Daly Center downtown, named for him just days after he died in office. Now, here's an interesting one. Example number three, Mayor Thomas Hoyne. Wait a second, he wasn't even technically a mayor. His election was deemed illegal. But even still, Hoyne Avenue and Hoyne Elementary School are named after him. So as you can see, there's quite a range. Sometimes it doesn't take long for a Chicago mayor to have something named for him. Other times, it happens when a mayor dies.
0: Okay, so now we know many things have been named after mayors, and some just months after leaving office. But for Mayor Jane Byrne, history played out a little differently. Let's pretend, fair listener, you are a member of Chicago City Council today, and it's up to you to decide if Byrne earned her plaque in the plaza. Here are some of her hits and misses, starting with the infamous blizzard of 1979, the one that got her into the mayor's
2: office. Side streets still unpassable. Public transportation snarled. Expressways buried. O'Hare Airport closed for one of the few times in its history. This is turning out to be Chicago's winter of discontent, all right. Then
0: Mayor Michael Balandic's administration famously botched handling this major snowstorm, giving mayoral candidate Jane Byrne a leg up on her victory over him and the so-called machine in the 1979 Democratic primary. Byrne served just one term, from 79 to 83, but many credit her with being the brainchild behind the Jazz Fest, the Taste of Chicago, the revitalization of Navy Pier, and for bringing public transportation to both airports. But some remember how she drove the City Hall press corps nuts by giving one answer to one reporter in the elevator, and then giving a different reporter a different answer by the time she reached the fifth floor. And then there's her controversial decision, which some recall as a PR stunt, to move into the Cabrini-Green public housing development.
2: We are going to reclaim, and I'm quoting, the streets of Cabrini-Green. And we are.
0: Then there's the protest that erupted when she held a public Easter celebration during her stay there. And speaking of protests, she was mayor during the big Chicago firefighter strike in early 1980, as well as strikes by Chicago teachers and CTA workers. But here's the thing. Those historical facts and whether to love or revile Jane Byrne's time in office haven't changed since she left office in 1983. So what happened? Why did it take so long for city council to vote on whether to name something after her? Of course, with politics, there's never just one person or one answer that can tell the entire story. As for asking the lady herself, Byrne is now 80 years old and has been recovering from a stroke she suffered last year. But when she spoke to WBEZ back in 2004, she said there was one thing that surprised her about being mayor.
2: I think the city hall reporters felt that, you know, they had always covered Mayor Macho uh, as far as Mayor Daly was concerned. Mayor Blandic they sort of liked, and now they've got somebody in a pink suit, in high heels, and it's not their cup of tea. And I didn't fit. And if anything surprised me, it was the reaction of people to the fact that there was a woman mayor.
1: So
0: I spoke with a lot of people for this story, and several pointed to sexism. But there was one answer that came up even more frequently. Mayor Richard M. Daley.
2: There's an old adage, young lady. It's called Irish Alzheimer's. You forget everything but your grudges. And the Daly family and the Byrne family have been grudging themselves for a long time.
0: Paul Green is the director of the Institute of Politics at Roosevelt University. He says some of the delay in getting Byrne honored in any way is because she was not the most popular mayor. She didn't have much grassroots support then or now. But he says for the most part, Mayor Richard M. Daley is to blame.
2: I think it just became something personal. I don't have all the stories and I I wouldn't reveal them if I did. But the reality is, is that it turned into a blood feud. Richard Daley did everything possible to uh, make the world forget she ever existed. This is
0: Don Rose, Jane Byrne's first campaign manager.
2: They were mortal enemies. He uh, conceived it that way, and uh, uh, any thing he had to say or do that might affect her presence or a reflection of her by naming a fountain or whatever, he would do.
0: Rose says even though he and Byrne didn't part on the best of terms, he stresses that does not affect his appraisal of her as an historic figure. And to him, history paints Richard M. Daly as being very mean-spirited when it came to Jane Byrne.
2: She was mean-spirited about him, too. So <laughs> if, if the positions had been reversed, he, she might uh, have tried to uh, uh, forget about naming anything after him.
0: We weren't able to talk to Daly for this story. Since leaving office in 2011, he hasn't been easy to track down. Recently, his health has been in question. But other people tell me Daly is not to blame.
2: I don't know that I would sign on to that particular theory. He never, in my presence, expressed any uh, reluctance to have Mayor Byrne honored in any way.
0: This is Ed Burke, the powerful, longtime Chicago alderman hailing from the southwest side. Alderman Burke served on the council during Byrne's time in office, and he recalls that she eschewed any recognition. And talk about history. Burke and Byrne go way back. Even though he was the alderman who introduced the honorary naming proposals for her this year, he's the same Ed Burke that she called out on the campaign trail back in 1979 as part of the, quote, cabal of evil men who ran the council.
2: Well, it was the uh, legendary uh, British statesman Edmund Burke who once said that in politics there are no permanent enemies, no permanent friends, only permanent interests. And I think it is in the municipal interest that a uh, person who achieved what Jane Byrne achieved in our history should be accorded an appropriate uh, honor.
0: Now, you might be tempted to think there's nothing at stake in honoring a mayor or naming something after her or him. But there is an argument for why it matters. If it's worthwhile for a city to consider its own history and whether a particular mayor played a part, maybe it's good to settle that sooner rather than later. That would be Kathy Byrne's argument, anyway. For Women's History Month, you know, little girls are always asked to pick a woman and try to do an interview. And my mom would do these interviews, and there wasn't really anything that she could point to that had her name on it. And I think it was a kind of disillusioning, or the worry that it would be disillusioning to to little girls, that they could do all this work and have these achievements, and then it might be ignored. For Byrne... Getting her mom's name on something and the back and forth it took to make it happen in the first place isn't about the personal stuff. It's because in her mind, it's almost as if her mom's legacy did not exist without something tangible that new generations could see and learn from. And maybe be inspired by. Reporting for this story comes from me, Lauren Chulgin, and multimedia producer, Tricia Bobita. With thanks to Shana Jackson, who contributed our question. Submit yours at wbez.org/curiouscity. Curious City is produced by Jennifer Brandel, WBEZ, and AIR, with support from the Corporation for Public Broadcasting and the Doris and Howard Conan Fund for Journalism.
2: City on WBEZ is supported by the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention, understanding and preventing suicide through research, education, and advocacy. Chicago area residents can join the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention for the Out of Darkness Chicagoland Community Walk. Registration, information, and support at www.chicagowalk.org. told me earlier that you were compared to Joan of Arc. Could you elaborate? I saw that in uh, Vernon. I've been called a lot of things. Uh, One time I was also called little Bo Peep, but uh, uh, yeah, Vernon Jarrett uh, in the Tribune last week, I thought it was humorous, compared me to Joan of Arc and said that I had 500 years to go till they canonized me, and uh, that was very much tongue-in-cheek, but you know, you give and take with that. and rewind. NPR's Line takes you back in time to the source of the news stories filling your feed. Find NPR's Line wherever you get your podcasts.